Yay, so here we go, another beautiful episode of Becoming Cosmically You, and today we have the beautiful Laurie with us. So, hey Laurie, say hello to everyone, tell us what you do and where you come from. That sounded like a dating site, didn't it? Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it, I haven't had one in quite a while. (laughs) There you go, any men listening who are spiritual, get in touch. Let's meet in the uh, cosmic realms. <laughs> yeah, meet in dream space. Hey, this could yeah. become a dating site as well. You've just given me an idea. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole new world down here. <laughs> Isn't it? Look at what we just created there. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for having me, Lou. I'm really excited to be here with you. It's a great way to start my day. Uh, so like Lou said, my name's Lori Rising. I'm a star channeler, a sacred guide, and a transformational mentor. And I'm really here as a conduit to help consciousness seekers reawaken the ancient encoded wisdom that resides within ourselves through embodied root transformation of core wounds of generational patterns and really of cultural conditioning. And sometimes I just like to give the one title of like, I'm a fear culture destroyer. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And, you know, fear is such big business, isn't it? In the 3D world, we're like sold on it at such a massive level. And we were just having a conversation before about dream space. I find like a lot of people are processing a lot of fears right now in dream space. Are you, yeah, I'm really tingling now when I'm saying that. Um, What are you seeing, Laurie? Yeah, you're getting your yes. I always say that. Like when you get a yes, that's that clairsentience. Your body tells you it's a confirmation. Like these systems that we came into are the technology. I think that's what we really have to start like softening into in 2024 because we're always looking at the next thing, right? And that's usually fueled by fear because- you know, we can be um, controlled or we can, you know, be powerless when there's an agenda or when we're in scarcity. So I feel like that fear that gets sold to us is all about power is really what it comes down to. And what's happening with the cosmos entering our dreams is we're finding that power to move into the reality of our life, because really we are energy before we're anything else. And when we have that base and that foundation, and we start to realize that anything that we create in the physical world, which can also be known as manifestation, actually has started a long time ago. We start working with energy in a really new and empowering way. What do you think, Lou? Oh, yeah, totally. I I think, um, I don't know what you uh, think about manifestation out there in the 3D world, Laurie, but I think a lot of what's taught, you know, things like the law of attraction, I think it's, um, it's not enough for, for people to really get the results what they want. And like you said, being able to tap into your own physical human technology, our bodies are so complicated, right? And sophisticated, <laughs> and yet yeah. we give all our power away to computers and apps and data where actually we are the system. <laughs> Absolutely. And we will always be greater than any system that we can create in the physical world. And mm. that's what I feel like we're really starting to just crack open, especially as we move into 2024. And I absolutely agree with you about manifestation. 
And what can happen is we're in such an immediate gratification culture, right? We've got this culture of convenience that we get programmed to believe that if we don't have something immediately, then it's not going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. So that's where I feel like with manifestation, the work that I do with people is we have to look at it holistically. So we look at the mind. First of all, we actually look at deprogramming the mind and the mindsets that are there. We get into the body. We get into the soul, the spirit, and the energy. And that's when things really start to reveal and reawaken within us. And like I said in the beginning, what I'm here to remind people of is that we have it all there. We just have to uncover it. We have all these layers that have been programmed on top of our ultimate wisdom. And so when you start unentangling from the cultural programming, your community programming, your lineages programming. Wow. Like that's what I'm talking about. Life comes so alive. It becomes really rich and you start to activate that present moment because in the present moment, that's where everything lies. That's where all the possibilities, all the answers lie. But we're like, when you're talking about how fear is sold to us, fear is keeping us in the past. And then it's really um, controlling our future. And we're missing all the magic that's happening right here and right now. Mm. I agree. I agree. I always say like the present moment is all that you have. And I think a lot of people forget to find the beauty of where they are right now. And I would say like one of my greatest um, blessings really has, has been in my past, if we can call it past, you know, and uh, we'll call it past just for now, <laughs> has been like being homeless and having no money because that was such a good place. When you are rock bottom, having that rock bottom is such a good blessing because anything on top of a rock bottom is actually like, oh my god, the the achievement, right? On 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 what you get when you when you move out of that is just incredible. But I think a lot of people are missing these beautiful juicy lessons that they've been given in 3D. They're just blaming the system, blaming the people, pointing fingers. And I'm like, no, this is the beauty, the lesson. You're missing it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what happens there is you're actually gathering new evidence that mm. you've survived. And when yeah. you have that evidence, then you stop holding yourself back because the only thing that ever holds us back is ourselves. It's the stories that we run. It's not the system. It's not anything else. It's not, not money. It's not any of those things. It is simply the stories that are controlling our reality. And that's where we've really got to start looking at how the mind has been celebrated in all of our linear systems. And the mind is actually supposed to do a very, very, very small job for us. Yeah. Keep us alive. Keep us in the yeah. same place. Keep us in pain. <laughs> well, it actually, it it's there to keep us safe, right? Mm. So when we have things that come up in our life, our mind makes the decisions that, you know, this might be the better way, but the mind is actually supposed to follow the energy. It follows the intuitive hits, the guidance that we get from the cosmic realms, right? From our higher mm. self from God, source, spirit, however you feel into that, we were gifted with this innate navigation system. And so you get the messages through your sensory system and the mind is the one that says, okay, I'm going to take that aligned action. 
right? But we've been putting the mind first, just like we've been putting the physical manifestation first. And that's been a force culture. That's been a hustle and grind culture. Uh, 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 my worth is my productivity culture. But, mm. you know, if, if we even want to look at money, right? Because a lot of people that like we are so focused on money that we're losing all the foundation that actually magnetizes more of the resources around us, not just money, but all of our resources. Yeah. And so, you know, if we're so focused on that, then we're missing what the energy can do and bring in our lives. And it, it, it becomes so much more expansive in that space rather than having this one goal that's going to be a finite goal because we're not finite. We are infinite. We just change form. Energy never ends. Mm. Energy always continues. Right. And so when you really start living from that divine truth within yourself and you start to celebrate the death of everything, even including us, right? Even including these bodies, you start living out loud. You start living in fearless ways because you know that that change of form is just more transcendence. It's more evolution. And then you start allowing yourself to change and transcend and let go of past iterations of yourself. And you start letting people have their journeys and like honoring the journeys that they're in. And you stop trying to control your environment in that force culture and you start responding to it and being the biggest creator of it. Mm, I agree. I love what you said, living out loud. That's such a beautiful phrase because th that is, you know, we, we're an expression of life, aren't we? And I think, think people forget that. And I think, like you say, fear is such a big thing that stops people from doing anything and and uh, you know our, our mind like you say is just there to keep us safe it's not there to guide us so I mean how do you guide your clients Lori on how to make decisions for themselves that are aligned like what what work do you do there right and the thing is if again I, I want to accentuate the point that if you're only looking at one finite goal then you're in a linear path and you're not available for all of the messages and direction and guidance that's trying to come in in spiral directions, right? And that's what's happening in the present moment is you are being guided to pivot or to shift and do something new that's actually going to quantum leap you in your life and take you to that what you're considering the only mm, outcome that's possible but it mm. takes you to not only the outcome, but something so much bigger that your mind couldn't even comprehend at the time. <laughs> so when we really start living in this place of embracing the unknown, that's when it doesn't take a long time anymore. That's when it's not a linear trajectory. That's when we start bouncing around in our life and we start creating in really, really beautiful ways. And those manifestations start to show up. Because I feel like people can get really frustrated in that law of attraction manifestation because they're like, well, I'm doing it just like you're doing it. Why isn't it working for me? That's because we're all unique. We all have a unique soul's blueprint and code that we came here to unlock. And so when we're sitting here thinking that a uh, culture is, I like to call it a one size forced all culture where we think, <laughs> right? <love> like we. <laughs> Well, that's what we're sold, right? Yeah, so we think, yeah. oh, if we do it just like somebody else and it doesn't happen for us, that's failure. And then we quit. Mm. 
And that is never, ever going to serve us because it's never going to happen for you the exact way it happens for somebody else. It has to be unique. You came here to show everyone else how to do it different. Like you came here with innate medicine to share and your journey through life, all of the shadow, all of the challenge, all of the contrast actually is what becomes your innate medicine. Mm. You share that with others and you become the reference for others of what's possible. Right. And so that just becomes so empowering, whether you make money at it or not, that's when you start living this life of alignment. So I would just say, Lou, the first step that I take with people to really start accessing this power in their life is we do nervous system work because we have um, learned to bypass our nervous system. So all of the messages, messages that we get, we bypass them. And this includes stress, right? We've normalized stress in our life. And so that keeps us going into more restriction, more constriction and more force and control in our life. And so, I mean, the thing is, you know, you'll hear a lot of manifestation. People talk about this. If hard work was the thing that got you the success the wealth consciousness, all of the resources that you're, you know, hoping for in your life, everybody would have that because most people are very hard workers, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to blow up that myth. The thing is, it's when you're in alignment, when you have that frequency that's high in your life, you start magnetizing that frequency to you. So that's where the foundation of energy is so very important important in every single person's life. And that's the thing that starts opening up that abundance consciousness within you, that wealth consciousness and moves you out of the scarcity. So just mm -hmm. yesterday I was working with one of my private clients and we were talking about, um, if you're focusing on what you don't want, like this is kind of one-on-one manifestation, right? If you're focusing on what you don't want, you will attract more of that. Like it will become <laughs> your life because that's your belief system. Our subconscious or, you know, our divine connection doesn't differentiate. It doesn't say, oh, okay, you want this. You don't want this. It just feels the energy because it doesn't have the mind process that we have. Right. And so when you can actually catch that in the moment that it's happening and say, wait a second, what is it that I do want? And when we start really opening up what we do want in our lives, however you do it, you know, working on it in your dreams, doing it through your journal, feeling it through your energy and asking, saying, you know, show me, show me guidance, show me the way the messages start coming through. When you activate that present moment, if you're living in the future, if you're scared of what's to come, then you cannot access these quick hits and messages that come through. I always tell people, once you start ruminating about something in your mind, once you start saying, well, what if this, what if that, will you start coming up with all the obstacles? You've passed the message. You are now in that mind control. And so you have to start to learn to differentiate the two. And when you start you realize those intuitive hits and you can start following that guidance. And this all comes down to being highly attuned to your nervous system. Mm. How about you, Lou? What, what is it? What's your go-to for really starting to open that world up? Um, mine is my heart space. So what we do is we lead people through their heart, you know, what it feels like from the inside of their body 
based on somatic processes so you know is it an expansive feeling or is it a contractive feeling and yeah if it comes from your mind you can usually tell when you're in touch with your body but like I said that like you said that bit before is really important if you can't feel your body and you're not in touch with your nervous system you are not going to tell the difference or even feel your body so I was working with a client who um was abandoned uh, by her parents in India when she was really young. And she had no human recollection of this. She was just very young. She was taken by her parents and dropped in India and given to her grandparents. You know, she was she was safe. She wasn't abused or anything like that, but she was abandoned. And when I tuned into her and her nervous system, her feelings were completely separate to her body. So we had to integrate that back in so she could start feeling again. And I think a lot of people, humans, have these similar issues. You know, they they are very disconnected from what they're feeling and what it means to them. Because like you said, you, I think a lot of people are, are following scarcity and fear and what they feel they should be doing or somebody else or moving it out of expectation. That's a big one I see. And it's not working out for them so good. And you're like, well, no shit, man, because it's not your way. It's not your route. You're trying someone else's shoes on and wondering why they don't fit you. It's never going to work, right? So I think we always guide people how to become their own coach and their own guru and get their own answers and empower them to find their own way, you know, with tools and with systems and all that stuff that, so it is we kind of switch off as don't we as healers and light workers and all the things but you do need some 3d stuff as well but ultimately we're saying to you right this is your life your goal your divine timeline we want you to access your gifts your skills your way your juiciness your goodness everything that's meant for you because you are more than fucking capable I am just here as your side mirror and your 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 um, biggest cheerleader and I'm going to whoop you and I'm going to make sure that you don't fall on the rocks or get eaten by sharks <laughs> as much as I can. You know? <laughs> well, the, the thing is, is that it's been celebrated through our lineage for us to completely ignore or shut our feeling down. Right. So this is what we're disrupting. So we're getting to the layers. Those of us that have been showing up, especially over the last few years with all the, <clears throat> with all the cosmic support that's coming in, all of the plasmic light that's pouring onto the planet, we're doing the embodied work and we're disrupting that pattern that has been embedded in our code, embedded in our DNA, mm. that there's a celebration, like there's some kind of, you know, competition in how much you can, you know, push through what you're feeling and <laughs> not show, you know, the pain and just like showing up to like keep producing and making it happen. And so when we really start living in this divine connection, but also the divine feminine of receiving of feeling of flow of letting ourselves move through a process move through an experience and honestly i was just sitting with this this morning the, our biggest superpower that happens with us in community because as humans we're here to connect we're not here to be isolated right 
when we find those people that are in our frequency that can hold us in uncondition, they can witness our process and we can actually let ourselves feel fully in that experience or in that group container. Healing is quantum. Healing happens in a light second. It doesn't take the long drawn out practice that we've been trained in, especially in talk therapy. I think there's absolutely a time and place for talk therapy, but again, it has focused us only on the mind and it just keeps us finding more evidence for the stories that we're running of limitation and keeping us dim. But when we get to the embodiment, this is the root, right? If you look at a plant, you've got to look at the root structure. And then you have to look at the environment of the root structure and how healthy is that? So how healthy is your environment? Because we've been self-sacrificing in these communities where we never fully feel seen, where we never fully feel comfortable in sharing and going through whatever's coming up for us through an experience. And that's what I love about the higher space of technology, right? As we move into the age of Aquarius is that we're connecting like this, like you and I, Lou, like mm -hmm. we're in the same frequency. And then when we add in that healing component, when we add in, like, what is it that's coming up for us and we're moving through it actually comes up and out because we feel held. We feel love. We feel supported. That activates the heart space. I see it in my community all the time. And I'm just like, y'all, this is it. I taught childbirth for 10 years. I will tell you the easiest way to have a very nourishing and nurturing and empowered childbirth experience. You Put yourself in the environment where every single person in the room believes in your capacity and ability to birth that child. That's it. That's the technology right there. Like fully, they believe it in their cells and you, sorry, you will have, you will get the superpower and you will get the innate guidance from there. That's how powerful we are, especially in community that feels and holds that space of unconditioned for each other. Mm, I love that. It's so important. And and I think um the other thing my team want to just add is this this notion that it's gonna have to be really painful the work. I don't know what you think about that, Laurie, but for me, um a lot of my journey was quite painful. You know, when I was processing trauma, I went through um sexual abuse at a young age, you know, abuse from my my caregivers you know, serious things, you know, that it it was painful moving through at one stage, but it didn't have to be. I had the story that it was painful for me because of what I told myself it meant uh, for me, about me, if that makes sense, the guilt, the shame, those very low vibing en energies that I took on and I took blame for, whereas actually... You know, now I look back at all my trauma and I'm so incredibly grateful because I would not be able to connect with people on the level that I can I can with the empathy and whole capacity for people if I hadn't have been through all of these scenarios that I hadn't chosen them, I should say, <laughs> you know, because, you know, we chose. Um, so, you know, I always say that my traumas were my biggest lessons and my, but my biggest blessings, you know, the, and the people who came in to be those actors and to act that part played such a beautiful role for me. 
I mean, what an awful part to play and put your hands up. Oh, yeah, I want to be the abuser. What a really amazing, courageous thing for that person to do for you in order that you get to evolve in this lifetime, in this timeline, I should say. You know, it's absolutely incredible. And yet there's still a lot of pain culture going on that it has to be hard and difficult and dense. But, you know, Laurie's just confirming the work that we do as well is that it doesn't have to be. When you're in the right environment, someone's holding space at a higher level and you've got the right tools. So that is clearly where the magic is, right, Laurie? Yeah. I mean, again, it all comes down to the belief system because we as humans are actually here to move through pain. We're here to move through difficult experiences. We're here to even move through trauma. I know that that can even bring things up for people, right? On, on especially an embodied level, but we are here to move through it. That's why we have feelings. That's why we have tears. So when we embrace that, it moves quick. It moves up and out of the body. And so I feel like when we have this story that it is a long drawn out painful process, the painful part is when we keep basically holding it, we keep resisting it and holding it within ourselves. We hold that emotional or physical trauma within the cells because our cells have cellular memory and it has it, they imprint that exact experience within them. And then when we create stress around it, we clamp it down. And this is through the fascia. And we hold that within our fascia. Our fascia is absolutely magical. I will give you a reference right now. If you have not seen The Secret Life of Fascia, please watch it. And you're going to be like, what? <laughs> this body is so incredible, right? So in our fascia, we hold that memory within the cells. But when we start to relax, when we start to soften, when we start to believe that we are here to move through it, right? Like we have the capability to move through it. It can happen, like I said, in a light second. It can happen so immediately that it actually leaves the body. It's nothing about the mind. So pain is normal, but suffering is from the story. Mm. Yeah. So I absolutely agree with you, Lou. Absolutely. That was so well said. Thank you. Um, yeah, and I agree. And suffering is an option as well, right? You can change your how you're feeling or thinking about something in an instant just by processing and making a decision and a choice. Oh, let's see a kitty. Sorry, I get distracted by animals. Oh, oh is it asleep or has it got no eyes? She has no eyes. She's blind and epileptic. Oh, I, love it. I didn't know whether she was just really sleepy, like, oh, mom, <laughs> put me back. <laughs> no, she's my little healer kitty. Oh, I love cats. I've got, I've got two black cats and one I healed as well. The other one is, is just um, a human soul in a cat's body. So that's quite an interesting mashup of things. Um, I can't even remember why I was saying now. This is what happens. I get distracted by animals. I don't know if you do. Uh, and children. Whenever I have my kids around me, I'm like talking. And then my kid will come in and I'm like just fully attentive on them. <laughs> That's healing right there. That actually helps you come into the present moment. Like they are our best teacher and guide. And so often we're like, not now, right? Like I've got things to do like later, 
And then that sends a message to them as well. And that creates an imprint within their cells. Mm. So, I mean, that's the thing. Just let your life guide you in that way. Let those messages and that support come in because no matter what, if we come back to the beginning, that's where everything lies. All the possibilities, all the potential lies in every single moment. Your potential hasn't changed from the moment you came into this body and into this world. But I'm just going to share one quick story about stories because I feel like this will really help it land. Because we can talk about like all the stories that you run, the mindset that's going, the belief system. But if people can't really grasp it, they're just going to keep running the program because it's become a neural pattern at this point because it's become so normalized. So I've been doing dog rescue work my entire life and you can have the exact same scenario and a different story and that can change the rest of your life. Like that can become something that becomes painful for the rest of your life or it can become joyful for the rest of your life based on the story that you run. So when I have a foster dog, right, this is a beautiful celebration. Like I am, you know, helping them to find their forever family. I move beyond the story of like them having two transitions. I'm helping to get them out of the shelter. I'm opening up a space in the shelter. So now there's an, a space for a new dog to come in, right? When they leave my home and they go to their forever family, I cry. It's sad. It's painful. I let myself feel it, but ultimately it's for the joy of it. And it's because I'm helping in this really beautiful way. Now there are families that adopt a dog and I've actually had this scenario as well that I've brought a dog home and I've intended to adopt that dog instead of be a foster home. And for one reason or the other, it wasn't the right fit for the dog. And we want the best fit for the dog. We want the best fit for the family. But we have been running this program that you just, once you make a decision, you suffer through it. And we don't let ourselves evolve. We don't let ourselves change. And we don't let ourselves believe that animals and humans can actually they can move with the changes and they can evolve as well. Like they can find, they can go through the hurt and then they can elevate. Right. Mm. And so in that scenario, if I don't keep the dog because it's not the right home environment, now I have a story about that, that I'm not worthy, that I have somehow done something wrong because it wasn't the right environment for that dog. And now the, you know, I might hold the story that the dog is sad and really like pained because I didn't keep the dog here and it had to go to a new home. And I can run that story for the rest of my life. Now, if you look at this, it's the exact same scenario. But it's a different story that I run in each scenario. So one's empowering and one's disempowering. Mm -hmm. And that can affect everything that comes from there. Yeah. Yeah. Powerful. Stories are everything. And, you know, it's it's never anything personal about you, but then always everything about you. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> such, it's such like a conflict at times. But, yeah, I mean, my team want me to share a story about me as well, just briefly. So I used to be one of those people that was a real negative self-talker. You know, I um I went through a lot of blame in my 20s. You know, I had a lot of anger to process, had a lot of stories. And I found that I just started writing these stories and these things and these nasty things that I was saying about myself. And I was just thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm a really kind person. I would never say this about somebody else. But I found myself saying the worst things about myself over and over and over again. And it was just incredible. So, 
if you find yourself that you're having this negative self-talk, you have to get good at recognizing it. And the way that I did it was just writing it down and then I would negate it out. You know, at this time I knew nothing really about energy. I was just stuck in a lot of trauma and I would write it down and then I would find a way of releasing it or negating it. So I'd write something positive about myself. And at that point it was very forced and very 3D, but it works. You know, so if you're a very 3D person, you just got to get good at stopping telling these horrible stories about yourself and everybody else because they're not true <laughs> most of the time, 100% of the time, actually, my team is saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can also apply this to money, right? Because so many people are looking at money manifestation. And I was just talking to my mastermind group about this yesterday when we were dropping into money. And I was like, look, what kind of judgment do you come up with every day about money? There's usually some kind of judgment about it. Would you have that same same judgment about people in your life, about your partner, about your kids, about the people that you love? Would you have that same judgment? No, you wouldn't. But yet it's so normalized for us to have this judgment continually about money. And that will shift the frequency that we have around that resource, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you really start, they were kind of like, oh my gosh, I never even... I never would have put that together because that's how we've stayed disempowered from the resources, from getting the resources in the hands of conscious people, which actually puts it back into the community. And yeah. money is power. Like it is something that we use for life. And when we have it consciously, wow, we are unstoppable. Yeah. Just like when you have deep self-love, for the choice to take this body, for the choice to move through these experiences with the people that you moved through them with, nothing can touch you. You are unwavering. You have such a solid foundation that you can continually come back to no matter what happens in your external world. Because I will tell you right now that you will continue to go through experiences in this world. That is non-negotiable. Yeah. How are you going to show up for them, right? How are you going to be for them? Because that's all about you. That's not about them. It's not about the experiences. That comes down to your foundation. So I've heard often people say like the biggest act of rebellion is self-love. And I'm like, why does, it doesn't even have to be rebellion. Mm. Like what happens when we become a fully empowered, fully self-loving society is like, that's when we start living from abundance, from benevolence, right? When we start living consciously and that becomes the dominant energy, which becomes the dominant narrative. Because the only thing that gives anything that we see in the physical 3D world power is our mass belief in it. You can look at government systems. You can look at rules and regulations. The only thing that gives it power is that a whole lot of people believe in it and they continue to give their belief and their energy and their attention to it mm, yeah I totally agree I think like um uh people are always giving their energy to the wrong things you know and sometimes if they just shifted that hate into a love frequency and focused on what they did want rather than they don't want the results would absolutely be staggering um, there was something else that my team wanted to say as well. Oh, yeah, about money. Thank you, team. Um, uh, like, I'm glad we have this conversation about Laurie, uh, money, Laurie, because the thing is, right, there's a lot of stigma in our industry, in, like, the spiritual niche, if, if we want to call it that. I don't really like using very many marketing terms. I'm sure you don't. But um, 
about charging people for your services you know oh you should do it for free because um you know you're a spiritual healer and you came with a gift and da 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 da, da. Like, I'd, I'd love to hear like your kind of take on that if you like I think I know what you're going to say but I just I just like more people to share about money and charging for their services because I think it's a really important message <laughs> I mean, I'll give you two hits on that right now. The first one I'm going to come back to is when you have the belief that when we get money in the hands of conscious people, it actually comes back to the community, like right there. That's the reason that you should be getting lots of money in your hands, like right there, hands down. If you want to live in a world that comes from benevolence, if you want to live in a world that you can just tap into the energy and it feels so good that you don't even have to like find your alignment practice. Right. Because the thing is, the reason we've had such an easy time doing unaligned things, doing things that aren't good for us is because that's the reference around us. Everybody else is doing it. It's so Mm -hmm. easy to tap into the dominant narrative. Mm -hmm. The second thing that I really want to highlight here is by you saying that you're disempowering that other person. Like what happens when we invest our time our money, our energy, and our belief in ourselves is we grow. When we grow, every part of our life grows. When we find that higher frequency within our energy, which comes from the investment that we put into our life, our growth, our soul growth, our evolution, then that's when we start living in that wealth consciousness for ourselves. But if you start believing, and this is a big one, if you believe that other people don't have the money to invest in your services or, you know, they need their money to pay their bills because they're in scarcity, because I'm in scarcity, because, you know, I'm not investing my money in myself, things like that, then that's how you're going to be running. And that's how you're going (laughs) to run your business. And that's going to keep amplifying that um, false belief of that spiritual people shouldn't be charging because guess what? Spiritual people, ones that are very aligned, like you and I, where it's not, we're not your guru. You're your guru. Mm -hmm. We're just here as a conduit to help you remember and reawaken all of the wisdom within yourself. Those are the people you should be giving most of your money to because (laughs) the rest of your life is going to show up from there. You're going to create the reality of your dreams and your desires of your soul's blueprint. So I'm here to like absolutely bust and break down and destroy that myth. I've done it myself. I know when I was in scarcity and I wouldn't invest anything in myself. I remember the first course I invested in that was like a spiritual business course. It was a thousand dollars. And that was my opportunity to change the story around it. That's all it is, is it's a story. Do you believe there's more money or do you not believe there's more money? Hands down. Because if you don't believe there's more money, ooh, you are going to create resistance and tension and stress. And then you're going to be in that space when you've done any kind of investment in yourself. And there's not going to be the potential for the soul growth that's there. So I went from investing, you know, $20, whatever. I jumped to that $1,000 mark. And when I changed that story, I let myself go through the edge of that and I found the empowerment in it. I'll tell you right now, Lou, I never even finished that course. Thousand dollars. I never even finished it. (laughs) It was there. I knew it was there for something else, for a different Mm. purpose. And Mm. then just actually recently in the beginning of the summer, I jumped from playing with a thousand dollars to playing with ten thousand dollars. 
And the thing is, you're not going to know consciously that, oh my gosh, now I'm in this realm, but there's no charge for me now. I can invest $10,000 in anything and there's no charge for me. And I, because I believe that there's more money. I believe there's abundance. I believe that there's always going to be something out there. It's going to continue to circulate. But what we really should be doing is we should be in this this frequency in this de declaration for the spiritual community. And we start circulating the money more and more and more into here because then we are going to rise as a community, as a collective. Mm, yes, yes, yes. I agree as well. You know what? And the other thing my team just want to add is that if you trust yourself implicitly, right, you will trust yourself that whatever investment you make in yourself or your business will work out in your, for your highest good. And that's the point. You know, that is the point. Like Laurie said, she didn't even finish the course. It wasn't even about the course. It was giving her the opportunity to put up a hand probably and say, you know what, I believe that I am worthy of this next step, this next level that you are giving to me. So I am going to trust myself that there is something within that that's going to aid to my growth. And now 10,000 without any charge, you know, that that is the growth, isn't it, Larry? That is the reason why we take these tiny steps at the beginning to get this quantum uh, result or, or feeling or, you know, expansion. It's liberation. I mean, honestly, this is what I help people through is like, do you want to live a life of liberation? Because it's really incredible. That freedom is amazing. And I'll tell you, when I jumped from a thousand to 10,000, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it was super easy. There were a lot of tears that I had to move through, but I knew I was doing it. I was conscious of it. I was like, I want this. So I'm going to stay. I'm going to move through this edge because I want this. And it happened like, oh my gosh this, we are the miracles. Like, you know how good that feels, but the mm. thing is so many people get to that edge and they back up. And so then they just keep playing in this small, you know, realm. And that's where a lot of people are going to be through this full iteration of this body. Mm. And so, you know, when I give my programs and masterclasses, what I say is you show up, you do this work with me, I'm going to get you results. We're going to get results together. We're going to co-create. Do you want to feel trust not only in yourself, but do you want to start trusting other people? And do you want to trust life? Because mm -hmm. when you have a trust in all three, you are unstoppable because you know that every, like you said, Lou, you know that every single experience that comes into your life is there. It's taking you somewhere. And when you let yourself be in the flow of that, you let yourself go to where it's taking you instead of looking at just one outcome or one expectation that keeps us linear. It keeps us small. Mm, yeah, so true. And the other thing, what was the other thing to you? There was something else is um, just accepting that there are infinite possibilities, right? And absolutely everything that you do and every single outcome is is kind of like I almost see it as almost like placing little tiles down in front of you every single step that you take you get to choose every single little step is by choice so everything that you've done up to this point is what you've chosen to do whether you like that or not right <laughs> and for some people that's gonna sting and you're gonna blame us and say I didn't choose this but you absolutely did. Even the stuff that you think that you wouldn't have chosen, you absolutely did. And I think as soon as you can 
shift that and know that, oh, my God, I chose this. What is this teaching me? That, again, is just so empowering, right? Yeah. Well, and when you find the power in choosing from aligned action and from alignment rather than choosing from fear, that's when your world really starts opening up. That's when that energy becomes so alive. And that's when you start getting the new evidence of what's possible when you hear the messages and then you take the aligned action from that guidance and that co-creative space, you become the creator instead of the reactor. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I agree with you, Lou, like empowering yourself of like, even when you did the choice from reaction, like it still brought you right here to where you're making this transformation into the choice from responding into the choice from feeling and receiving and, you know, moving through that alignment, because when we get in alignment, that's the miracle. That's when things really start showing up that we never expected. It's the unknown. It's the infinite possibilities. Mm, I love that. And the question for you, Laurie, I do want to ask, I think we've asked most people this question, like, who do you um how do you envision your own cosmic team your guides your ancestors do you envision them as aspects of yourself so who you are or do you envision them as like separate beings like how do you personally view that I love that question nobody's ever actually asked me that thank you so much yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's fun (laughs) Um, I, I don't actually envision them as aspects of myself, which is really interesting as I'm sitting with that. Um, what I'm known as in the cosmic realm is I'm known as a finder. So I'm a really easy conduit. So I actually magnetize the guidance and the messages from other people's guides. And then they come through me, especially when I'm in a space with people and I'm channeling, Basically, I just open up the field because I have a belief that only what's in the highest and best will come through. And Mm. so then those channels move through me in light, in frequency, in sound. And that reminds all the people around me of our innate language. So it moves us out of the mind and into the frequency of who we are beyond these bodies. Right. And so then that's Mm. that connection. So as that channel grows and as people actually I can feel them transform around me where the fear will come in in the beginning and then they'll start to settle in and they'll start to open and it becomes more heart. And as the hearts open, it's like what happens is all of these, I'll I'll say beings, but all of this energy, these, these beings, they come and they're just like, they, they're, it's like they're waiting and they're so excited to come (laughs) through. And then they, they'll, they'll come through and the stories get bigger. And then it's like, the thing is, When we, again, it comes back to our belief. When we start to believe what's possible that we've never experienced before, that's when miracles show up in our life. That's when we see the things that we weren't able to see, but were always there. Does that make sense when I'm saying that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think, um, see, I see dimensionality. A lot of people talk about dimensionality different to what I do, but I see dimensionality as not like a hierarchy, but it's just accessing more layers, more information, more power, more um, consciousness, I think how you put it. And I that's how I see dimensionality. And as everyone's expanding, everybody can have similar conversations, as you've just said, you know, bringing in that power, that energy and, and those beings that like you say, are so excited, because 
humans come with a lot of resistance and, and they mm-hmm. don't like that energy mm-hmm. at all so when no. I when I'm asking people well do you do you have a conversation with your guides they're like no they don't speak to me and I'm like okay what's going on in your world this and this is going wrong and this and this and this you know and I'm like well would you stick around you if you were like moaning all the time it's that isn't it you know they they are such joyous fun high frequency beings that they want us to be the same (laughs) like they just want us to have a really really incredible experience here like yeah always (laughs) they don't that's the thing with intelligent life right with consciousness beyond this physical form is it doesn't vibrate to fear frequency and Mm -hmm. because we've been so conditioned and programmed in fear frequency that has been the separation Right. And now that that separation is shifting, like for so many reasons, what's happening in the astrology, what's happening with the light that's coming into the planet, we're moving into the photonic belt. Like there's so many reasons that we are expanding consciousness, but this is where I really believe 2024 is the year that we activate like a full galactic citizenship right? Like we really do move beyond this belief that it's just like, we're humans and this is it. That's, you know what I mean? Like Mm. the stars are up there and here we are and there's a separation. Like, no, there's no separation. And it's just so beautiful. So yeah. So being, like I said, being a finder, it's like, I'm a community channel and the channel grows when people's heart starts, when they open and the fear starts to subside. It's a really cool experience for me to go through. Um, because I've never had the fear frequency. I came in as a star seed. So I came in knowing that we could levitate. I have levitated. Like, that's the thing. Like, what do you believe is possible? Um, I, I, I came in knowing that we were the miracle. So when I was sitting in the church, right, like every week I was like, why is, why is it something outside of us? Why is it this person or this person? Like, I know that it's us. So I couldn't ever understand. I tried to leave the planet several times because it was so painful to be here in the fear, in the anger, the violence. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad I stayed, especially for this. Like what an exciting time to be alive. (laughs) Right. To be in this space and this connection, this divine connection and to feel it with everybody else. This is what I said. What's the environment? Because the more that people awaken to this and they really start living in this connection and the divine guidance, the more everybody's going to be able to tap into that energy because it's like what I keep getting from my guides. So I have my own guides as well. And that's what I was trying to get to is I have my own guides and, but I have several, it's not just one team. I asked them once, I'm like, why don't I get to have like a super cool name? Like, why don't I get to have like the nines or Abraham or like, you know, all of the, the cool names that people get. They're like, because you don't need a name. You're helping people move beyond the need to process things through their mind. You're helping them move beyond this crutch that we have of like, but I need to understand it. You're helping remind them that it's the feeling. And when they feel the feeling, it reawakens that knowledge within them. And that's what activates them. So Mm -hmm. my guides, so my own guides, that's kind of like they, um, it's like, I'm getting this, the message I'm getting is like, whatever they tag team, right. They'll, they'll come in and they'll come out. But my guidance is also the earth. My guidance is the trees. My guidance is nature. So I get messages from every realm of consciousness And that's just kind of where I'm at. So I'm actually, I feel like I'm kind of not allowed to try to say that there's a name because there's no name. Mm. It is like, I get to access all of consciousness in every way. 
Yeah. What about you? What about you? I'm curious about you, Lou. Oh, mine's changed so much over the years. I mean, I I originally saw my team as like angelic, you know, I would see physical angelic beings. And then I progressed to cosmic beings and I would tap into like um, different types of um, beings and I would channel messages from them and all the things, you know, and I would tap into their names and and then I kind of went one one layer above, you know, tapping in, like you said, to the, the sun, the moon, the earth, the trees, animals, uh, children, you know, those type of beings and, and energies. And then like you now, I just say, oh, it's directly from source. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all I say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because yeah. you, you cannot explain it, right? And that's kind of my um, evolution, if you guess. You know, there may be more of the stages I'm never the kind of person that says you know what follow me because I know everything I've been through it all like I'm, I'm limitless I'm absolutely limitless to so how how the hell could I know everything here it's impossible I can access it but can I say that I've experienced everything no way and I never say that I'm an expert or a guru um, if anything I say that I always approach my work with a beginner's mindset and I'm here to learn, and I'm here to learn. I also learn a lot from my clients, you know, because when we're healing, when we're teaching, when we're guiding, they're already guiding us. I learn a lot from my children. My children are my biggest teachers because they have cracked me open like nothing else in the world could ever crack me open. They've taught me unconditional love on a level that I could not even love myself on that level, right? You know, so I, yeah, I just say it's from source. That's, that's all I say. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. Every experience in our life is an opportunity to practice. Mm. Like you get to practice being the creator in your world from the experience, or you get to practice, you know, relying on the past evidence and comparing that, you know what I mean? So it's like, what, which energy do you want to go into? Like Mm. this is your practice. Like we are practicing beings. We're ritualistic beings. We're habitual beings. We are repeating. We are absorbing all day long. Like that is a non-negotiable right there. So when you realize that, what's your intention? Because when you're not in an intentional and aware space in your life, you're taking in whatever the energy is that's coming at you and you're absorbing it. And that's what you're actually emanating. That's what you're working with. And that's who you are. That's like the energy that's moving through of you. So when we really sit with that kind of intentionality through every day, that's again, like you want to change in big ways, get wildly intentional and look at the energy that's around you all the time. What is your environment? Because that becomes who you are in those moments. And then when you start creating stories around it, that becomes attachments that, you know, Mm. will become resistance or become the struggle within. Mm, So true. Absolutely. So true. I feel like we could actually speak for a whole week, Larry, but I'm very, very (laughs) conscious of 3D time. I know it doesn't exist in our realm, right? But (laughs) it does exist, but I'm sure you've got other things to do. So um, where can people find you if they want to stalk you or find out what you offer? (laughs) Like where can people just be in your beautiful energy? Oh, thank you so much, Lou. I have so enjoyed this. Like, wow. (laughs) When we we're bringing our teams together and it is absolutely fireworks. I'm loving it. 
Um, so basically I'm everywhere at the raw and wild hearts. My podcast is the raw and wild hearts. My website is the raw and wild hearts.com. I'm on Instagram and YouTube at the raw and wild hearts. Those are really my major places that I show up in online. Um, but yeah, I mean, come on over, hang out. I love to connect and, um, I offer, I like most of us in the new earth way, we offer so much for free. So, you know, you can come in and you can really start experiencing. And this is your opportunity when you feel aligned with someone or something. That's when you, when you come to that edge, how are you going to move through the edge? Are you going to invest because your body's telling you like, yes, this is right. This is going to take me somewhere. Or are you going to stay in the scarcity stories? Mm. Because no matter what in that aligned investment, you're going to open up realms in every dimension for your world, not just for your spiritual world, for everything that's happening in your reality. So yeah, the Ron Wild Hearts all around. I would love to connect with you. And I just so appreciate this time and you having me on, Lou. It's been an absolute blast. And I'll just <laughs> say right now, I, I don't do interviews often on my podcast anymore, but I am loving our teamwork here, like all of the teamwork that's happening. So if you ever want to come on, that would be really fun for me to have you on my podcast as well. Oh, wow. It'd be an honor. Yeah, I'd love that. Defo, let's do it. Actually, I um, I haven't done any interviews myself on podcasts. Like, I'm one of those people that likes arranging the party, but then I'll never go to other people's parties. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but yeah, I'd love to check out your party. It sounds awesome. So I'm going to thank our listeners now, Laurie, and then we'll just have a quick chat afterwards. So I want to thank you all for listening and just being around and following us and all your support and your love and just thanking you so much for being here choosing to be here in this timeline and doing this work it means so much to us and you know seek out people like laurie because she is here to create the new pathways you know she has embodied fully what she's been through she's teaching you these tools how to guide yourself that is empowering we need to connect more people like this rather than these so-called fakes and gurus that are just using cookie cutter approaches okay Laurie's the real deal. So I'm going to press uh, stop, Laurie, and then we'll have a quick chat, okay? <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome, honestly, no problem. <laughs>